This is the Burning Pre-Sales Podcast. Tony Frenzetic, who is a solution consultant leader at Thomson Reuters and a passionate pre-sales thought leader, will answer today's question. When, whenever you have an employee market, how do you retain your top talent? It seems like in sales, in sales leadership, marketing, marketing leadership, the turnover is so high in just about every function. Um, and it seems to be especially true within pre-sales. So you've got these really, really smart, qualified people, um, and it takes a long time to, to bring them aboard, to get them trained on your product. And then if they just turn around and leave, I mean, you've wasted potentially years uh, building that individual and that team up. So obviously there's, there's some pain there. How do you prevent that? How do you keep people aboard? No, that's, I think that's the, one of the more timely questions because you're right that the industry right now is just blowing up. The last couple of statistics that I've seen, anywhere between you know, 20 and 40,000 open pre-sales jobs. I mean, there is just, there's a, a huge opportunity in the market. And I think part of it is just recognition of what value pre-sales really does bring to an organization. But if, if I look at just where, where I am, like I, I took my team when I started off five years ago from eight to 22, and I've lost them along the way. Um, yeah. the, the, the hard thing is that you've got to have a clearly defined career path in some organizations. They don't have uh, levels and, and ways for that growth to happen other than just volume. And, and I think the thing that I've tried to, to really protect the team from is that burnout potential, right? You, know, you get somebody and, and you alluded to it, right? It's, it's a good, and I kind of, everybody looks at it in a different time frame. I would say a good two to three years is is the the maturation time for a good solid pre-sales resource wow. when it comes to you know and, and in my case you know we, we've got some fairly complex products in, in our suite so it's, it's right you know, i've got multiple things that are going to factor into that you know the the industry is going to have different ebbs and flows of when we're slow versus busy you know so for me if i look at it there you know and take two to three years to, to onboard and build somebody and have the time to present and build their experiences and examples to be really relevant and, and meaningful. Yeah. To have them choose to exit after that time spent, that, that hurts because oh, there's a lot yeah, of, absolutely. I didn't realize it was that long to be honest, two to three years. That's crazy. Well, I know like in, even in some of the consensus reporting, you know, like the, the time spent, in- like, and I've seen six months, I've seen a year, right? Like to me, there's in, in my set anyways, if it's, you know, three to six months, that's a product. And if you've got, you know, upwards of 15 products in your bag and only set times of the year that you can able to skill up on that because the delivery of everything else takes priority. Yeah. It, it just extends that life cycle of when they can really get good at growing beyond a single product delivery. So, you know, it, right. it's, it's interesting. I think, so when I first started off, we had kind of the generalist approach. So you had to learn and skill up on everything that we had because if a demo came in, then you needed to deliver on it. Yeah. Since that point, I've looked at specialization. So, you know, channels based on what those workflows are in a business, that's where I kind of focus all the effort and the team into. So I've got five to seven people in a channel along different business lines, and they deepen the knowledge and expertise in that. And they have that repetition of delivery of the same topic so that you're not trying to shift gears from one business unit to another in terms of a workflow and understanding those different right. So I think that kind of gives a, a bit of a path of knowledge, growth, and development. Um, I, I think that you also have to structure your your organization to have that career path into a leadership. And if it's not leadership, at least more than a couple of levels, 
Yeah. Right? So, so if, if you only have two steps to get to the top and the top person ain't going anywhere for a while, <laughs> you know, that, that, that makes it challenging to try and see, well, where does my career go from here? Right. So I think defining a, a good career path, compensation obviously plays a role into it. And, and you guys know from the last couple of years of, of compensation and workload reports that have been released from consensus, you know, that, that industry, those, those, those dollars are changing so significantly. Like the, the, the stats where like somebody who's, you know, one year versus a five year and how oh, I know. the range is so much different. Like that just shows where the value that businesses are really putting on pre-sales that's got to be reflected in existing teams. So that yeah. compensation is going to play a role to it. Now money doesn't drive everything. You've got company culture that plays a role. You've got leadership that's going to play a role into it. So, I mean, there's a lot of factors there, but end of the day, like my, my goal for my team is to make sure that they need, they have what they need to be successful. And my job is to remove the roadblocks from it. So, you know, putting that into play and advocating for their influence in an organization, which by the way, leads to better compensation in the long run, you know, you got to trust your team and give them opportunities. And, you know, some of them are going to have opportunities that come outside of the organization and that's going to hurt. But, you know, to me as a, as a leader in pre-sales, if I help them get to a path that makes them get, get themselves to an opportunity, like they, they get what they need by experience and growth and development to go to another organization and have something that, is, is better in line with their needs and their interests. I mean, that's great for them. It hurts, but I've, you know, yeah. you, you kind of you get accustomed <laughs> to that as a manager. They're not a family. They feel like it sometimes and you try and treat yeah. everybody that way, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a challenge. It's, it's not a, a one size fits all answer based on a lot of those factors.